Hello, friends. Welcome to It Is Well, a podcast created to help you on your daily walk with God. Whether you are fighting anxiety, fear, depression, or any other kind of situation in your life, this podcast is for you. I'm so excited you're here. My name is Priscilla Foster, and I pray this podcast is a safe space for you to feel like you're not alone and where you can be reminded that God is for you, He loves you, and that I believe in you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you all have had a great week so far. Um, It has been hot and cold in Texas lately, so wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this episode, I hope that the weather, wherever you are, is at least more consistent than that of the greater Houston area. It has gone from 77 and muggy to about 52 degrees overnight, and um, I'm not really liking it. I just want one thing or the other. But you didn't come here to get a weather update. You came here to listen to this podcast, so welcome. This week, I want to talk about the why. Why does this podcast exist? Where did it come from? And why did it take me two years to say yes to God calling me to do it? I feel like I should add a disclaimer here that this episode talks a lot about my personal dealings with anxiety and depression, and it could be a trigger for someone else. And if this could cause you any kind of stress or a trigger, please feel free to sit this one out. I love you too much to put you through something that could be hard for you. But if there are no chances of you having a trigger by this episode, welcome, and I'm happy that you're here to follow along my journey. And now we will dive into today's episode. You've probably wondered it a time or two, at least while listening to this podcast, why are we talking about anxiety and depression in such a public way? And this is a question that I've asked myself over the years, especially as someone who grew up in church, because we never spoke about it in a public setting. It was always something that was very private. We never talked about it in, in classes or heard it really preached across the pulpit. It just was something that we just never discussed. And we just didn't talk about it. I really don't know the reason why, but we just never did. So whenever there would be the off chance that I would hear it, I would kind of shrivel up wherever I was or shrivel up in my chair because I was very ashamed of the anxiety and depression that I was facing at the time. And no one knew, no one knew what I was going through. And I was very, very silent about my struggles. And that silence ended up becoming my worst enemy. And in that silence and shame came even more anxiety and stress and depression because I wasn't just anxious about things in my life, but I was becoming anxious about being anxious. It followed me everywhere that I went. My life had started to become riddled with moments of all-consuming anxiety that I no longer could fully function in public settings. I didn't really talk to anyone anymore. I mean, I would say hello and ask how they were and, and things like that, but I'd never let anyone in my life beyond that. I didn't want to have relationships because the constant fear of me ruining the relationship or me being abandoned haunted me with every relationship that I would start. And fear consumed every waking moment I had. And that was just at the age of 14. 
I wasn't even an adult yet, and I was already dealing with so many silent battles that no one knew about. I didn't even know about the word anxiety. I I mean, I knew that it was in the dictionary and I knew that it existed, but I didn't know that it was an actual thing that people struggled with or that I was even struggling with. I honestly just thought that I was the odd one cut out of the cloth a weird way and that something was majorly wrong with me. And I couldn't confess it to anyone because we, we being the world and the church as a whole, we never talked about it. We just never spoke about it. And we have come leaps and bounds since then as a group that does talk about it. But when I was 14, I didn't know what to do. I remember being in prayer and asking God what was wrong with me. I remember losing sleep for nights on end worrying. I remember planning out at least five different escape routes from situations if they went bad. And no one knew. No one knew. I never spoke up because I was terrified of how I would be received. Would I be rebuked because fear is not of God? Would this person not be my friend anymore because it would be too much? What if I was actually crazy and it was all in my head? So I never spoke about it. And that silence took me 13 years to conquer. 13 years of events I missed out on because I wasn't 100% present. 13 years of friendships I missed out on because I was afraid that they would be ruined. 13 years of opportunities I said no to out of fear of failing. 13 years of silence because I didn't know what to say or how to speak up. So why after those 13 years did I decide to finally start speaking up about these struggles? Why now? Well, in those 13 years, I went through the hardest mental health trial of my life. At the peak of those 13 years, I found myself in the worst place that I could be in. To give you a little backstory, I had already had issues with anxiety and depression, but I learned to live with them. I learned how to function with them. I learned how to save a seat for them wherever I went. They became part of every decision that I made. But when I got to this particular point, they exploded around me. To give you a little story, after a very difficult birthing situation with my daughter, everything came to a screeching halt in my life. The things that I learned to just live with quickly took complete control. I remember in the first few months of my daughter's life, I barely left my house because the world wasn't safe for us anymore. I would go to church, maybe the doctor, my mom's house just to have an hour of relief and then back to my house again. And even that was not very frequent. Church was probably the only consistent thing that I had going on. And during that time, anxiety told me every day that something terrible was going to happen to us and that my daughter was safest when she was with me at all times. And on the other hand, depression would tell me every day that the reason her birthing situation went the way that it did was because I wasn't worthy to be a mother. I was what everyone else had said to me and over me over the course of my life. And all of those things were just coming to a head when she was born, because in the end, I wasn't worthy of this beautiful little girl. During that time, my life was no longer my own, and my days were spent in a complete blur. And then we got put into a pandemic 
which made it that much worse. And during that time and all of those situations, I was hanging on by the thinnest of threads. And when we're in the thick of a pandemic, when I'm in the thick of my worst depressive episodes and anxiety, God told me to start a podcast about freedom from anxiety and depression. And I remember the day that he told me to do it. I remember that day and I remember my response instead of it being, oh God, yes, help me do it. I laughed. I just laughed and chuckled and just thought to myself, and I ended up even saying this to God over time, that I have no business encouraging anyone. And I just would feel like the world's biggest hypocrite because that's what I would be. So how can I encourage anyone that there is a light at the end of their tunnel when I don't even believe that there is a light at the end of my tunnel? But God was consistent and persistent, and he kept telling me to start a podcast, and I kept thinking of every reason why I shouldn't. For one, I'm not licensed to offer any clinical help to anyone, and people might be looking for clinical help. I'm not a good public speaker. I don't have the equipment. I don't have anything really encouraging to say because I wouldn't even have my heart in it. So why would anyone want to hear a podcast about this? And then... In the fall of 2021, two years since God told me the first time, I said yes. And I remember the night that I told my husband that this is what I feel called to do right now. I remember telling my husband that I don't know why. I know I have no business doing this, but I know that God wants me to do it. He must want me to do it. And there must be someone out there that he wants to hear this. And I don't know why he keeps wanting me me to do this, but I know that I have to. For two years, I went through ups and downs of fear and depression and constantly ignoring God. Didn't God see that I was the most unqualified to even discuss this subject? How can I speak freedom when I'm still on a road to even believing that there is freedom, on a road to healing. Shouldn't I be 100% healed and 100% free first? And I realized after two years of fighting that this is actually part of my healing. I still have bad days. I still have moments of self-doubt. There are times I still lose some sleep over things that I worry about that are just life But I'm on the road to something better. The thing about roads that we know is that they are never 100% smooth. There are bumps. Sometimes there's potholes. Sometimes you might get a flat tire. Sometimes you might trip. But even in those bumps and flat tires and trips, there is a courage that comes up. And then you just get up again. And you keep on going. And while I was thinking and praying on what to call this podcast, when I finally decided that I was going to yield to the Lord and do what he wanted me to do, I remembered a story in the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 4. There we encounter Elisha who meets a Shunammite woman and her husband. They made him a little chamber for him to rest in during his travels. I like to think of it as the first evangelist quarters. And because they made room for the prophet, 
God answered a prayer the couple had prayed for years and gave them a son. The story goes that the child grows, but then he suddenly dies. And instead of mourning and wailing, the Shunammite woman says to her husband in verse 22, Send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys, so I may run to the man of God, and I'll come back again. And when she got to Elisha, he saw her from afar, and he sent his servant to meet her and ask, Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, And I can only imagine that this Shunammite woman, her son just died in her arms. Her promise seemed dead. Her miracle seemed dead. She told Elisha when he prophesied to her that she would have a son, don't, don't, don't just string me along. Don't do this to me if it's not going to come to pass. And surely the promise came to pass. And I can imagine that she had questions and worry and was trying to figure everything out. But instead of just saying, no, everything is not well, and just saying everything that had been going on, she looked at the servant and said, it is well. And we know how the story ends for her. She spoke things that weren't as though they were in an act of faith that brought her promise back to life. Her boy lived, and the room they had made for the prophet became a room for her miracle, all because of three little words, it is well. And she wasn't saying that as a way to cover up the situation, but I believe that she spoke it out in faith knowing that she just had to run to the man of God. She had to run to that funnel that ran between heaven and earth, and her son would be made whole. Was it a process? Yes. Did it happen the first time anyone tried? No. But did something beautiful come from something unimaginably terrible? Absolutely. And the same applies here. I don't know how many episodes of this podcast will make it through before God puts me on another path. I really honestly don't even know what God is doing with this podcast or what he plans to do it. But I know one thing. It is well. It is well with me. That doesn't mean that things are perfect or that I'm healed from any issues I deal with daily just yet. That doesn't mean that I haven't had pain That doesn't mean that I haven't had anxiety or depression knock on my door even this week. But they no longer have a seat at my table. It means that faith is working over my situation. I choose to let the voice of my faith in God be louder than the whispers of anxiety and depression that have plagued me over my life. I'm unlearning how to live with them. And that's why this podcast exists. It exists because we can declare faith in God together. It exists because God knows there is at least one person out there who might be dealing with something and they need reminding from another person that we're going to make it through this together. God gave me this burden for a reason. And while I might feel like the most unqualified person on this big blue ball in the galaxy to tell you this, I can promise you that when you obey God, even in your unqualifiedness, he will open doors of restoration for you that you never imagined. Since saying yes to this podcast, I've seen so many answered prayers for me and my family. Since saying yes to God, I've seen doors open that I never thought would open. 
And I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying it to remind someone that when you put an unknown future into the hands of an all-knowing God, get ready because he will blow your mind in the end. Right now, I'm making room for Jesus to do whatever he wants with this podcast. I'm making room for whatever miracle he wants to do through this. I'm making room for him to have total control. And if I can leave you with anything in this episode, it's to say yes. That thing that God has been placing in your mind for however long to do, say yes. That small group he put on your heart to start, say yes. That blog he wants you to write, say yes. That step in your healing that he wants you to take, say yes. Because on the other side of yes is a path to freedom. And we all know that who the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm going to close this episode out in prayer, but before I do that, I want to announce that pretty soon on the podcast, you won't just be hearing my voice, but I'm going to have a couple of guests on here soon. More details on that later, but I cannot wait for you guys to hear what these amazing people have to say and just be on the lookout on the podcast's Instagram at itiswell underscore podcast. And if you haven't followed that page yet, please do as all the announcements and posts and stories will be shared there. And if you have any prayer requests, you can send them to the podcast Instagram as well. And I would love to pray with you about any spoken or unspoken needs that you might have. So wherever you are, however you wish to pray, feel free to join me. Jesus, thank you for every listener of this podcast today. I thank you that you provide avenues for us to come together and meet with you. I pray that every listener of this episode is encouraged by the message of hope that you have for them today. I pray that in the middle of our struggles, we can still find it within ourselves to proclaim your truth in faith over our situations. I pray that we would trust that you have us in your hands. I pray that the listeners of this episode would find the courage you give them to say yes to your plan that you have for them, and that they would find the strength to keep walking on their path of healing, even when it seems hard. Help them to proclaim over their situation as the Shunammite woman did, that even when we can't see it, and even if reality says otherwise, that we can declare in faith and say, it is well with me. You are good, you do good, and you work all things for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on this episode of It Is Well. We pray that this episode has brought hope to your heart and reminded you that there is nothing that can separate you from the perfect love of Jesus. We will see you next week, and we pray that you are blessed.